What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is a trigger warning as the following conversation contains subject matter that includes rape, violence, and abuse. Please be advised. We'll start again. Okay. You should keep this part. This is really funny. I know. (laughs) Now people know. What is this podcast? Yeah, <laughs> it's super glam, guys. Okay, for everyone who's listening, this is how we start a podcast in five, four, three, two, one. Good morning, Roxy Soxy. Good morning, Tam Tam. How's it going? It's so late. We both, um, I can't believe we got our shit together. We're both in pajamas. Well, are you in pajamas? I'm in like sweats, yeah. so I, I guess pajamas. they're pajamas. <laughs> um, I'm actually in a nice sweater at the top, but the bottom is like total um, sleepwear. So you're like all business up top and all yeah. sleep down below. <laughs> well, I don't know what's happening below. Not much lately. Um, and I'll tell you why, but my hair, I just put my hair up cause it's been so gross and everyone's in COVID lockdown. It's not getting better in 2021. Girl, I'm already ready to cancel my 2021 subscription. I'm ready for oh, the yes. 2022 edition to come out already. Yeah. You saw the free, uh, subscription for the first seven days yeah. and you're like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. I don't, uh, yeah, well, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> so the reason we don't have a guest, guys, is because we had to do it really late at night because mm-hmm. my husband, unfortunately, got COVID. Oh, Tamman. I know. That's... How are you guys doing? Like, how are you guys holding well, up I don't right want to cry, but, like, the first seven days were fine. Like, you know, it's it was interesting because we've been – I'm, like, the person that, like, double masks and – goes to the other side of the street if someone's not wearing a mask and tells my kid not to touch like a pole or a plastic Mm -hmm. bag or anything like that. And yes, we've been on a road trip. But when I say we've been on a road trip, we've literally been in the car with the four of us and it to isolated places like a park where there's like no people because I would just be too scared to go anywhere with people. Mm -hmm. So you guys um, hadn't and been going, you guys hadn't no. been going to public places? Or no, we haven't even or... eaten in a restaurant. We haven't seen a person since April that's been our friend. Right. Like we've been that, like we didn't even go out on obviously New Year's. We spent it inside, mm-hmm. didn't go um, for Christmas, spent it inside. It's just been the four of us. And we drove up like five days ago to Louisiana and mm-hmm. like stayed on the outskirts of Louisiana, like where... um. Uh, New Orleans is. Mm -hmm. And one day we were like, you know what, we can just walk into the town like in like New Orleans. And Mm -hmm. it was like dead. And we I double masked and we were on the other side of the the um, the walkway and Mm -hmm. we went to a park. And that's all we did. We got to go food. And the next day, Sean woke up and he's like, I feel sick. Like, what was like, and he said, I feel achy. Okay, achy. Okay. And what's so crazy is I kissed him like two hours before he, like a proper kiss. So had you guys like had sex? Had, had you guys had sex? <laughs> we had had sex 
day or so before that. That's what's so crazy. Oh my gosh. That is so crazy. And so we had kissed and I thought like, oh Mm. my gosh. And then, so I said, okay, so we're going to be going in the car. Mm. And I said, we're going to all wear masks. It was a six hour drive. Mm. And I was like, we're all going to wear masks. And I'm so glad we did because I, I tried to get a, um, a rapid test. I couldn't get anything anywhere. I couldn't get anything anywhere. And then last minute I got in the rapid test and they're so expensive. And I'm so glad that I got the one through our insurance, which is 20 bucks instead of $250, oh. which I think is ridiculous. Like we shouldn't be charging people $250 oh. for like what's going on right now. Give the people a fucking test. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they you know? won't get tested if it's that expensive. Yeah. So it was 25 bucks and he got it and he said it was a rapid test. So he waited in the waiting room and they said, um, it's positive. And I was in the car, I was in the bathroom and I just started sobbing. And then Phoenix walked in and she's like, what's going on? I was like, nothing, mommy's fine. And then like everything was really fine for seven days. Like it was, Mm. it was bad, but it wasn't so bad. Like he had a bit of a headache, some fatigue, like, Mm. but he was okay. And then day eight and nine. So we're on day 10 and it's tomorrow, day eight and nine. He just like got really bad. Like fever was 102 lost his taste of like smell, half his taste. He's tastes a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got severe back pain. He's got a cough, but I guess, you know, he can still, his oxygen's still good. It's just like, I'm not doing well with it. <laughs> God, and how are the kids doing? Like, do they know? They're fully? fine, but it's yeah. like also so crazy because we have isolated as well. The only thing we've, you know, we've just gone outside for a second or two because, you know, their mental state too has to like, be okay but we've not seen obviously anyone we've been totally isolated um yeah haven't gone anywhere for 10 days now when they say oh oh, and I also didn't tell you but we tested negative oh good good. so we're negative and we still quarantined for 10 so we're now on day 10 so technically after day 10 you can um you can leave but I don't know I don't feel like I'm going to he's upstairs and I put quarantined right yeah, yeah he's upstairs I put a um um, one of those zip, you know, those hospital like zip doors, like yeah. that's, uh, made out of plastic. I've taped the whole thing around, <laughs> except like it doesn't cover the bottom. So I was like, fuck. So then I got like a, um, a garbage bag and I yeah. cut it in half and then I stuck the bottom. <laughs> and then when I go up there, I go up in gloves and uh-huh. two masks and, you know, it's day 10. So knock on wood, like we've had no symptoms at all. Good. Oh my God. That is so scary. So how do you think he's doing mentally? Do you think that he is like just no, it's, it's, dealing with it? Yeah, I think that, you know, I think the worst part about all of this is just the unknown. And it's like, you know, they say 99.99999 and I get it. But like, how many times have you said in your life, like, oh, I thought that wouldn't happen to me. Or, right. oh, I, you know, I didn't think that I'd be on a plane that, you know, I, went on, I was on a plane. I told you that like almost crashed. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't think that would ever happen to me. I was in a tsunami. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. think that would ever happen to me. Like things fucking happen. And that's the scary part. Well, and I think too, especially with COVID-19, it's so unpredictable and nobody knows how it's going to hit them. Like, even if they're super healthy mm-hmm. or what have you, there's no way to tell. So it's like, literally you're going like, as you guys are and how Sean is like, it's like day by day. And you're kind of waking up to the next day to see what that day brings. And it's like, you could be on a good trajectory with COVID-19 and then, you know, all of a sudden have a bad day and then you're set back. And so I think that that too also adds to like the scary Mm -hmm. effect. Plus you have your, you know, you guys are all there together and there's really, you're in a different city. So you can't really, you know, you're not, it's not like you're back home here in LA where it's like, okay, 
you know your things. Yeah. Yeah. And there's options and there's people that, you know, and you know, but it's, it's, that's what I think is so tricky, Tamman. But I think Mm -hmm. like for you, you need to like, make sure you stay healthy and your mental health stays healthy too, you know? And it was weird because I was doing so well with it. And I thought Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's interesting. Like when shit really hits the fan and when you're Mm -hmm. tested, you have to stand up and fight, right? Mm -hmm. So for the first seven days, like I got up 5 a.m. with my kids, cooked, cleaned, took after, Mm -hmm. like looked after him, you know, got ready for Phoenix's school that's coming up. I don't know how we're going to do that. <laughs> I did my work, like executed yeah. all that stuff. And I was like, you know, because you have to just get up and fight. And like when, mm. you know, the cards are against you, you just have to do that. But then something happened this weekend. It's like, I think when you have a lot of hope, it's mm-hmm. easy to fight because you're like, you know what, this just is, is what it is and we'll get through it. But then when you see someone like feeling sicker, you kind of like, you you don't feel as strong and then you feel like you know you're not doing well with it right right and you're allowed to have that I mean you're allowed to have those bad moments and like those moments where you're questioning and you know like so don't feel like you don't have to you know what I mean like you have to stay strong like all the time like you can go into a closet and punch a pillow and oh like scream into the pillow. And but the problem is like, I know? scream at my kids, you know, and that's the thing yeah. that sucks is like, I'm so good. I just think like, keep your shit together, keep your shit together, keep your shit together. And then my daughter's like, mom, can I have a snack? And I'm like, if you fucking ask for one more snack, <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that to her, but I said, no, you gotta have a snack, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like, you're human too. And I think yeah. that I, it's made me realize, cause I'm not a stay-at-home mom mm. and I wouldn't even classify you as a stay-at-home mom Mm-mm. because you know, I work quite a lot and I like to work. And I, I almost think that being a working mom is easier than a stay at home mom because you get to, you're working, but you like, well, most of the time, or hopefully you do, you like what you're doing. So it's like, you're not just, you know, picking up diapers and, you know, cleaning messes and wiping off, you know, I call it textile in Australia. What do you guys (laughs) call it? Like Sharpie off the walls, you know, like, I feel like a stay-at-home mom is, I can see why it affects people's mental state. And there's a lot of depression and anxiety, like when you're a stay-at-home mom, because mm-hmm. it just never ends. No, it never ends. And it feels like, I mean, I would assume for, you know, women that are stay-at-home moms that it would be, you know, you're all like, at least it seems like when you go to a job, like there's some sort of like a reward, Mm -hmm. you know, like you either get like a bonus or you get a raise or you get commended by your boss or you get an award, you know, Mm -hmm. for acting or whatever it is, you know, like there's something to like, you know, to verify that you truly are doing you and you are, you're doing all the things, but it's Mm -hmm. like, I think when you're stay at home mom, it's not like your kids turn around to you all the time and are like, thank you, mom. Like what you did was so amazing. Like usually, I don't know, for me, at least I'm getting like screamed at, you know, time, right. It's like such a thankless job. And I can't stand like, it's weird because we both, I assume we both have husbands who they're, they let us kind of be working women. Right. Right. So they are like, sure, you're feminists and that's wonderful. We're feminists too. We're the feminist guys. 
but I see, you know, because I'm on TikTok so much because <laughs> it's my only outlet. I see glimpses into other people's lives and mm-hmm. there's still so much misogyny mm-hmm. that is still prevalent in in the home life, in, in, mm-hmm. in home life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I see men being like, oh, you know, what does my wife do all day, you know? And like, it's supposed to be a joke, right? Mm -hmm. And I just think, wow, we're still there. Mm -hmm. Like we have a long way to go when it comes to respecting the mother. Yeah. Yeah. And all that she does and all the jobs that she does, you know, not just the working mother. Cause I feel like when you say you're a working mother, people are like, oh my God, you're, you're amazing. You know, yeah. breastfeeding while you're doing a photo shoot, like yeah. work life, mom life. Like everyone praises that so much. It's like, mm-hmm. keep going, keep going until, you know, you break down, but that's wonderful. That's kind of what America is about. Like keep working, mm-hmm. you know, keep striving to be the best. But I think that we don't give enough you know, applause to the job that is the thankless job that is the stay-at-home mother. And really, it's like the most important job, you know, because you're raising the next generation, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you're you're helming a human being, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, in some ways, that is the most important job that there is, you know? And it's like, I mean, I can only imagine, like, these women are wearing 10,000 different hats all day long. You know, yeah. you're the driver, you're the cook, you're the CEO, you're the cleaner, you're the nurse, teacher, you're the nurse, you're the, yeah. It's like, there's so many different things that it's like, I almost feel like even though work, it can be very hard. It's mm-hmm. at least kind of an escape in some ways. You oh, know? it totally is an escape. Right. It's like, when I get overwhelmed with my kids, I go to my computer, Mm -hmm. you know, and I try to finish an email or try to finish a phone call because it's a distraction. Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel guilty though, sometimes because I, I want to, and this is probably just the perfectionism thing that I struggle with, but I want to look at my kids and soak in every moment with them and love every moment with them and appreciate every moment with them. But I don't. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anyone does, but it's just like, I wish that I could sometimes see what's in front of me Mm -hmm. rather than all the other stuff that's making me stressed. You know what is so interesting that you're saying that? I was thinking about that very thing this weekend with like everything that had happened this week in America on Wednesday with the Mm -hmm. Capitol and that that horrible, horrible uh, tragedy. But it was like there was a point, yeah, or yeah, yesterday, like Saturday, that my daughter came up to me or came up to me in the other room. I was on the phone, like you know, being addicted to the news because that's like there's so much going on right now, right? And she just looked at me and she's like, "Mommy, will you please like watch a movie with me?" And normally I'd be like, "Okay, I'll be there in like ten minutes, whatever." And then I put, I looked at my phone and I put it down and I said. What the, f- not, I didn't say it to her, but in my head, <laughs> What the oh, fuck, man? What the fuck, What man? the fuck, Bray? <laughs> what the fuck are you asking for, Bray? <laughs> you want me to watch a fucking movie with you? What are you, what seven? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I looked at my- Like, back. sometimes I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Normally, any other day. Uh, but yeah, I looked at my thud and I just, in my head, I was like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? Like, put the phone down in, I gotta tell you, Tamman. 
because my mental health has not been great with this week with all this stuff going mm-hmm. on is that I put the phone down for an hour and I laid in bed with her and I just cuddled her and watched a movie. And I, at first it was like anxiety, like, it, right. It's always 20 off. minutes of like thinking about other stuff yes. and you can't get into the movie. And you can't get into the movie, but then I just sort of let go. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God, this is exactly the place that I needed to be right now. Like nuzzling, snuggling, watching mm-hmm. the movie, getting my mind off of this, because that is just, that is also not good for the mental health. You know, no. I find this is so embarrassing. I could like, I was like about to laugh and then I wanted to cry and then I went to laugh, which has probably been this week. Um, that's an indication of this week, but my thumbs have, um, from this week have started to like, I've started to have severe pain in both my thumbs because I swipe up too much. How fucked up is that? You're getting like carpal tunnels in your thumb. Oh, I can't use my thumbs and I I haven't been able to for the last five days. And I was like, if that's an indication that I'm on my phone too much, the problem is a lot of my work, Right. like, you know, we we do this episode and people go, okay, well, how can you work me on your phone? But then you listen to the episode on your phone. You edit it on your phone. You do the assets on your phone. Mm -hmm. You send the assets to your guest on the phone. You book guests through... On your phone. Facebook and Instagram <laughs> on your DMs on your phone. You yeah. do your emails on your phone. You check out TikToks to create your own TikToks on your phone. Yeah. You know, it's like your business is theirs. But I feel that I'm trying to distract myself with my phone, but it's actually doing the opposite for me. It's actually putting me right in there and it's not distracting me in the way that I think it's going to for in, in, in a healthy manner. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. How long do you think, do you think you've been on social media longer this week than in normal other weeks? Do you think it's worse? I used to be on social media in a way, and I can't believe I'm even being honest about this, Mm -hmm. to compare myself to other people. I used to go down a really dark hole with it, Mm -hmm. and I used to sit on there and compare and wonder why I'm not getting this, this campaign or why I'm not getting this job. Mm -hmm. And so I used to go like, I used to think it was healthy for me. I'd be like, Oh, I'm just seeing what my friends are doing, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. I was just looking at people and like texting my managers and agents and saying like, why didn't I get this job? Mm -hmm. So I deleted all those accounts. I deleted all the accounts that were not healthy for my mental state. And now Mm -hmm. I only have accounts that are like body positivity accounts and, Mm -hmm mental health, um, wellness accounts. And I I no longer have accounts where it's like, look at me, this is inspirational, aspirational. I don't want those types of accounts to look at. I want to look at accounts that go, Oh, we're in this together. Like, and that's what I try to do with my account. I want people to think, feel they're not alone Mm -hmm. and that, you know, we're all struggling with something. I don't want those aspirational accounts. Like that does not. So, but back to your question, I've been on TikTok a lot because for me, TikTok is a way that for me, I feel like there's a community because there's like a an algorithm that like the things that you like or the things that you see. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of like funny clips and just people that are like my people and I get to watch people perform in a way, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It seems different, but yes, I've been doing that to try to de-stress. Yes. Yes. It, it's true. And I, I but think- you're not, you're on Facebook yeah. trying to cause fights. <laughs> 
Dude, I have got, I feel like I've gotten sucked in to the echo chamber this week. You know, it's like you get, you know, like you're saying, like the algorithm, they see what you like and what you're looking at and they send you more of that. And I think because I've been so like news heavy this week that it's been like that, like constant barrage. And there have been times that I have just been ha- had to like step back and be like, okay, don't post that because it does heighten your emotion, you know? And it, gets you crazy, right? Like it gets you crazy thinking about these things. And I'm like, okay, don't, I mean, I definitely have been doing my fair share of posting this week, but like, I feel like there's been times when I've been like, okay, don't post, don't hit send. Like Mm -hmm. don't do that because what is going to be on the other side of that? What is that going to get? Yeah. You know what I mean? mean? Sean said we had this interesting, you know, my husband and I are very different. I'm very reactive. (laughs) (laughs) Same. And I, I'm very, passionate about, um, my beliefs Mm -hmm. and, and in a way I feel, and this is probably not a good trait that if I believe it, everyone should believe it. Mm -hmm. Right. And we want to, um, coat our opinions onto everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. And my husband has very strong beliefs and they're the same beliefs as I have, Mm -hmm. but he's like, well, why don't you try to listen to people's the reason why people feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but that's not, you can't like, but right is wrong. You you know, there's there's a wrong and there's a right, right? Right, right. But what I learned through traveling through America through in this last like three months is Mm -hmm. the things that matter to people in certain parts of America Mm -hmm. have no, no place in other parts. Right, right. Like if you're in Montana, you're dealing with snow and, you know, deer and mm-hmm. like living in a totally different topography than mm-hmm. you are if you're living in New Orleans, right? Right, right. So taking Trump away from this, because I know, you know, we're talking about that without actually talking about it. Mm-hmm. If you just talk about people, take away, take away what happened on Wednesday and just talk mm-hmm. about like just people, right? Just Republicans right. and Democrats. There are so many people that the policies only work for them because of the way they live and the lifestyle that they live. Right, right. So that's what confuses me. I said to Sean, because I'm not from the States, I was like, traveling around America made me feel like there are 50 different countries, Mm -hmm. not 50 Mm -hmm. different states. It doesn't feel when you drive around America, like it's the United States of America. It feels like this fit. It's like driving through Europe going, Oh, this is a country. This is a country. This is a country. Montana is completely different to Louisiana (laughs) is completely different to New York. Mm -hmm. Like it is, they are apples and oranges. So how it's hard to vote on certain policies Mm -hmm that really don't affect your life and other people to vote for policies that don't affect their lives for you. It's, it's, it's very confusing when you travel around the United States and you realize that. Well, and yet you're saying like, that's an interesting point because you're right. It does kind of feel like you go to different countries when you go to the different States and until really this past week, I mean, I, I knew that we were divided. Like I knew that like people in this place, you know, not in this place, but people with these beliefs feel one way. And then like people with these beliefs feel a different way, but I didn't understand the depth of the divide Mm. really until this week and how, how extreme and how desperate it is for people. Desperate. 
desperate. desperate. And is desperate to hold on to something. And yes. sometimes I think people are so desperate to hold on to something. Yes. That they hold on to the wrong thing. The wrong thing. Exactly. And they, and they want to be heard so bad. And mm. I think that's a basic human trait is that we all want to be heard in some, you know, way or another. Obviously, some people take it too far mm -hmm. um, and should not do that. But it's like, I think, you know, and I was watching actually a psychiatrist on the TV today who was being interviewed on one of the news channels. And she was talking about, you know, this goes to the very core of people that want to belong to a community. You know, mm -hmm. they want to belong to a group and they want to have common beliefs and shared beliefs within this group. And it's like, it's just like the, the human experience, like wants community. So I think like that too played a big role. And I mean, people's mental health obviously is a huge, huge portion of this too, you know? So there's a woman on death row. Do you, do you, do you know her name? She's like the, the one who is about to be executed. Yes. yes I know okay. who you're talking about. Yep. So I looked into her story. Um, maybe you can, Google her while we're on here so you know her name. So I looked into her story and at first glance you go, oh, she should be executed. She went into uh, someone's house and the woman was pregnant and she stabbed her, murdered her and cut open her stomach and took her baby out of her stomach. So when you hear that, you go, execution, of course. And then you read her story and you delve into it and she was brutally raped her whole life from when she was Phoenix and Bray's age. Mm -hmm. She was sex trafficked. Mm -hmm. She was beaten. She would think about a human being who at our daughter's age went through such horrific events in their life. I'm not saying that that's okay mm -hmm. to do that. Right. But you look at that person on death row now and you go, huh? It's a different story, isn't it? It's a different outlook. Like, is should she be executed based on her being? They said that she was so psychotic from how much abuse she had had and how the terror that she had been through. She had been raped relentlessly throughout her whole life and beaten. And it's like, is it her fault that she turned out like that? God, it's that's such a tricky question because I understand also on the flip side, the family, the victim's family, you know, wanting some sort of, course. of justice. Of, of course. course. Right? Of course. But it at the same token, like if you look at it on the other side, does it it doesn't bring the the victim back or the victims back? You know, it doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't write what has already been done. So I see that side of it too. And I see that like, if somebody is mistreated, you know, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, I mean, you see that how that completely changes probably their entire mental state, right. you know, she wasn't even in reality. They said when she did it, God, it's like that story. And this is like a trigger warning, please. I'm so yeah. sorry to everyone who's listening. Um, but that story where that, like the, a woman drowned her entire family, like mm -hmm. her young children, and she kept saying to her husband, I have postpartum yeah. depression. I have postpartum psychosis. And he was like, okay. She warned him over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then that's what happens. And she, probably, she goes, I, I'm pretty sure her story, she went to jail for the rest of her life. Mm -hmm. 
she warned, she was like, help me. Mm -hmm. So my question is like, everyone loses. Everyone's the victim, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And she was, I mean, not, it doesn't justify what she did, but she did <clears throat> try to cry out, you know, for help. And that's why I think too, the helpers are so important mm -hmm. for people to have, you know, I mean, you've got to have, I mean, I don't even know in her case, what she, what she could have done, but you know, if it wasn't for him, maybe somebody else to go to, or maybe, right. you know, but I don't know. I mean, maybe you're so hopeless in that situation. I don't know. It's just such a tragedy. You but know? see, that's what goes back to these events that happened on Wednesday. It's yeah. like, what happened on Wednesday, the people are sick. Mm -hmm. So we have to fix that. Mm -hmm. We have to fix people who are mentally not well. Mm -hmm. We have to fix that. We have to talk about it. Yeah. These people aren't well. Mm -hmm. No, they're not well. They're not well. Anybody who would do what they did on Wednesday, potentially risk their life, Harm, you know, put other people's lives at risk and actually kill people in the process. Mm -hmm. That's not right. And like you're saying, Tam, and like the mental state, I don't think people are talking enough about, you know, with these people. It's like, you know, there's obviously something hugely wrong. And I think, too, to Sean's point, like what you were saying earlier, is that, you know, you think, you know, right and wrong, of course, you know, one's right, one's wrong. But it's like now I think we're going to have to try to understand each other, you know, to, in order to move forward in some way, you know, like, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that, you know, I mean, I think that even just involves like the human condition, not even mm -hmm. like politics, I think at this point, right. that's, that's like secondary, right? It's like, what is going on with these people? Like, we need to try to understand. We need it. to find out what happened because it's so easy mm -hmm. to just say bad, good. Yeah. But we, there has to be a deeper dive into why this right. happened. Yeah. Because I guarantee, I mean, I'm, maybe for some people it was just Wednesday and, you know, his speech and, and all of that. But it seems like it's been a series of things or things mm -hmm. that like, who knows what these people are living through? You know, I mean, their lives, what they're dealing with on a daily basis, what they hear, obviously, you know, coming from. What is resonating? Like what, resonating? like what what is resonating? Why? Why is it resonating? Why? And that's what Sean was saying. Like, unless you figure out what is going on, you can't fix what? anything. Yeah. Because for me, I'm just like so passionate. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Um, but then that doesn't help. You know, I, I'm like you. I get into these fights on Facebook. So I don't right. go on Facebook anymore. Um, <laughs> because it, we have to figure out what's going on. Right. Right. And it, it, it's not enough. I think I we're doing a disservice turning on each other as much as it like, like you're saying, we're so passionate and I want to like argue my point all the time. I just think like now in this country, at some point we have to stop turning on each other. It can't be yeah. about like us versus them or whatever, because by the way, too, all of these foreign adversaries we have are watching all of this. And it's like, we are now vulnerable to right. Yeah. outside attacks and things like that. We should be like uniting and being like, no, like we can't have this again. Like no matter what side of the aisle people are on or what their beliefs are. It's like, and you know, when it, we travel so much, we haven't mm -hmm. obviously in the last 
year and a half, but you know, we've traveled everywhere. We've mm-hmm. and Phoenix has been exposed to so many different religions and races and cultures and and when you look at it and when you meet people from all around the world, mm-hmm. you realize that they all want the same things. We mm-hmm. all want the same things, which is safety mm-hmm. for our families, health, mm-hmm. friendship, community, mm-hmm. food, shelter. Mm-hmm. It's like we all want the same thing. Mm-hmm. And if we can realize that we're so much more alike than we are different fundamentally as human Mm -hmm. beings, then we can maybe try to get on the same page. Yeah. We need to find a compromise that works for everyone Mm -hmm. so that everyone feels seen and heard and valued so Mm -hmm. we don't have to go down this Ugly path. Yeah. Ugly path. Well, I think too, there's so much, like you're saying, there's so much misinformation out there and so many people just don't know and are being fed this from here and this from over here and, you know, getting all this misinformation. And I think too, actually required reading for Mm -hmm. every citizen and every person that lives in this country is the constitution. Everybody Mm -hmm. should read the constitution so they know what this country was based on, Mm -hmm. why it was formed, you know, the things that are and aren't allowed. Like, so there is no question. So when you're listening to a political candidate, candidate, for example, give a speech, you know, what's real, you know, what's truthful, you know, what's bullshit. Like everybody Mm -hmm. should have read the constitution by now that lives in this country and that votes and that, so you would know, you know, it's like, Having that information there and making sure people are not ignorant and not misinformed is such a big step too, you know? That was the scary part is that what happens when news sources start not telling the truth. That's the then you're living in this world that we've been living in in America for a while now that is like, well, what is the truth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's really scary. Yep. Yep. When you can't even trust like the sources that you always thought you can trust. That's why I think too, it is so important for everybody just to do research, just to dive Mm -hmm. down deeper, dig deeper. Like if something doesn't feel right to you in your gut, or you feel like somebody's lying, even if it's on a news program, you know, or somebody speaking or somebody, you know, whatever, like do that deeper dive and try to find out like exactly, you know, what, what the truth is. And it just, I, I don't know. There's just, you're right. There's a lot of lies going around. There's a lot of BS. Like we're also in a period of time right now in this country where we're, we've never been in this sort of a situation before. So there's a lot of unknowns, you know? I wonder how, you know, it's like, oh, people seem every time I turn on social media, <laughs> maybe that's the only way I see people. Everyone seems to be coping. Right. Right. But I'm like, I don't think we've fully realized what we've been through. Like we've been through war. It's like PTSD. It's been through war. Like to have this pandemic, we haven't seen our friends for almost a year. Right. We haven't seen our, I haven't seen my family for a year and a half. People Mm -hmm. haven't seen their families for a year and a half. People have gotten really sick, passed away. No schools open Mm -hmm. for children. The ramifications of that when it comes to their education. Mm -hmm. I think everyone's just a little numb Mm -hmm. and I think it's going to hit us in time. 
it's yeah that's what the scary part is too to even think that because the full effect hasn't been revealed yet that what more could be coming down the road you know like and, and that's the thing and if we don't deal with it it's gonna get worse you know yeah. it's gonna get worse but it you're right it's like we we don't we've been through war it's just not like the traditional war that you would think of it's like you know, not being able to go out, not seeing your friends. And it's hard. And I, I, you know, I'm an extrovert. I love being around people. Mm -hmm. You know, I love getting that energy from people like in a, you know, like in real life situation, you know, so I get it. Like I, it's been hard for me. My mental health hasn't been the best, but it's like, I don't know how we're, you know, get through it. But I think, you know, we just have to like, I mean, it sounds so simple and I know it's, harder for people just mm -hmm. to stay strong and try to like live, you know, deal with that day by day. But I don't know what else we can do at this point. You know? I know. I think for me, I get up every day. It's been like groundhog day for 10 days. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. keep moving, keep moving. Right. Cause you just got to keep moving. Like I can't just lay in bed right? I have yeah. two children. So I have to clean right. and I can't not clean the kitchen and make them food. They're hungry. Right. So just keep moving. There's not a real other choice right now right no? there's no alternative um have you been i know for me this past week exercise has been helping a lot like just being able to get on the treadmill i, I can't mean, even move my i have no time to myself at all but i have found the great british baking show oh <laughs> yes wait tell me about this i saw you post have you not watched I've seen it no, but I, I know it's like a cult, like people uh, love I am it. part of that cult now. And then also, have you have you heard of Nailed It? No, what is Nailed It? Fucking hell, Roxy. Where have what you the? been? I mean, okay, clearly nailed not it the is right so, place. <laughs> nailed It is so great for you and your kid because it's okay. like they, they bring out these obnoxious cakes. Like here's a sphinx like cake and you have to make it. And these people really don't know what they're doing. Are they so not bakers? Really, they're, so they're not, not bakers. really bakers. They're like, they're like, there's like, mediocre kind of like, you know, I bake a cake every now and then and I hope my husband, you know, likes it, but you know, sometimes he thinks I poisoned it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, they're not that good. So the concoctions that come oh out God. are so hysterical. This is one called Nailed It. This isn't the Great British Breaking Show. This okay. is Nailed It. Okay. Um, so it's really great with your daughter because it's like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's really, it's a novelty, you know, and the host um, um, is so funny. Okay. Um, and she's really loud and they've got like their, their things that they do, like their shtick with like all the other people in the show. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a really great one. But Great British Baking Show is so incredible. Like there's these bakers who should be, you know, mm -hmm. Michelin star bakers, I guess. <laughs> and they're so good, but they'll say something like, okay, this week is pie. So oh. sections in so the first, so the first section is, um, they choose, like, you choose a pie of your choice. Make sure it's blah, 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 blah. So then they, like, think up a concoction, like, okay, I'm going to make a chocolate pecan um, raspberry pie with some gold sliver cherry jam on top, right? So this <laughs> oh, yeah. is each, each contestant, like, thinks up something. Then they make these amazing pies. But the judges are, like, so harsh. They're like, mm, your dough is soggy underneath, like <laughs> take it back, you know? So they're like really kind of scary. So like, you're really scared when they get judged. And uh -huh. then the second part is the, um, it's like, uh, my brain's not working um, since I've been up since four o'clock, but it's like, <laughs> they all have to make something like you have to make a very specific tart and everyone has to make the same tart okay. and to see if you're really good at like 
who makes the best tart pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the technical round. And then the third is some, something of their choice or whatever. But I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's just the way that they talk or the mm-hmm. scariness of the judges or something. But it is so addictive. And I'm obsessed. And it's the only oh, my thing. God. So I need to watch this. It's a great escape, too. I bet. I bet. It's such oh. a great escape. Yeah. <gasps> but what's so crazy is it's, I, it's so not American because you win nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you just get don't like win, a pie. You don't win anything. You get a medal and you get some flowers. And these people are crying. They're like, I just can't believe I didn't make it to the next round. Oh my God. <laughs> like sobbing, hysterical, like shaking. And I'm like, guys, you don't win anything. Like, yeah. You don't win any money. You win nothing. But I also <sighs> noticed that like they're so, like their competitive spirit is so lovely. Like okay. it's just so supportive. You know, like one of the girls was crying because she like dropped something on the floor and the guy was like, okay, it's okay. You know, you can just um, pick it up, put your hand underneath the bottom and then put it into into the fridge. You'll save it. You'll save it. <laughs> like in America, they'd be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oops, I squashed it. You know? <laughs> totally. They're so nice to each other. And then like when, when one of the contestants leaves, they all cry. Oh my they God. all cry. They're like, it's so sad to <sighs> see you leave. And it's it's just the best. You're just like you guys are so amazing. You're so nice. Wait, that is. So, I wonder why that is. Is it because it's British? Like, what do you? Why it just do you seems it? like their you know companionship. Is that is that what it is? Companionship mm-hmm. is so just lovely. I don't know what it is. <sighs> but and they don't win anything. Really, I, I mean. Nothing. Meanwhile, on like you know top. Do they even cry on Top Chef? Like that's no. <laughs> <laughs> But that's amazing. Okay, I'm definitely putting that on my um, yes. to-watch list. And guess what else you're also putting on your to-watch list? Tell me. What? Do, do. Oh, no, that's not the way it goes. What's, what's the theme song? Um, okay, I'm not going to do the theme song, but I'm going to give you a, a hint. Okay. And then I thought, was it really just a girl in New York City? Sex in the city. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I don't remember the things. <laughs> I have seen <laughs> every episode ninety-two times. It's literally like the it's best everything. Show. It's everything. It's and everything. so many like kids now have no idea what this <laughs> show is. I can't believe this is starting to happen. I mean, literally. But you know what? Samantha is not going to be on there because Kim Control, I guess, didn't want to. Rejoin yeah, the cast. They didn't. They didn't I they think they didn't. just did not get along. Yeah, yeah they which kind of sucks because you know Kim Cattrall is such an iconic character, and without yeah. it, it's just you know such a great character on the show. It would have been nice if they could have all come together, but I am definitely still going to watch it. Even so, what do you think they're going to do for the Samantha role? God, that'll be interesting. I wonder if they're going to keep. Like, do you think they'll like make her like? Will they kill her off, or will they be like, oh, she's off in Europe doing PR for like? you know writer kind of out of the storyline but not like dead just in case are they going to have samantha as someone else i think i don't think or are they going to have another character that's really important that comes in who's like her Mm, that might happen i don't think they can have somebody else play samantha i think kim cattrall is so rooted in that character that i think i don't think you can replace her you know it is gonna suck though because it I will be honest. I'm so excited, but it isn't the same no. without oh, her. Actually, I have a good suggestion. If they were going to replace her with anybody, you know who would be great? Who? Sharon Stone. Yeah. She would be great, right? She would be good. She would be good. I feel like she could do it, but. 
I, I mean, maybe know. replace the character. I feel like you need that character to balance them out. Yeah, they need like that sort of, yeah, that kind of type. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But I did read a little bit of the synopsis and they said that it's like them now in their 50s kind of navigating, you know, New York and career and, you know. I'm so excited. So excited. So excited. And they start shooting this spring. We need to have them on this You know what? They shouldn't even have an, like they shouldn't have even announced it. They should have just shot it. And then been like, yeah, and just been like, hey guys, Monday, 12 episodes of Sex and the City. I mean, people just gone crazy. Crazy. Now we have to wait. Oh, and like for a long time too, because if if they're not shooting it until the spring, I mean, that's what, like another Which is really summer because of COVID. Yeah, exactly. Is that like another year? Probably, right? Oh, man. I want to, like, I'm dying for, I'm dying. Like, we need that right now. We need it right now. We need it. We need it. But I think that's going to make me go back and watch old episodes of Sex and the City, too. Do you think you'll go back and watch the old one, rewatch? Yeah. But I've seen every, like, I I even um, at my wedding Uh used a sentence from Sex and the City that said, Uh uh, I want uncontrollable um, I think she said it in the end. Uh, maddening can't live without each other. Love. And oh, I, I remember that, that line. Yeah, you put it, you put it in your I put that in my wedding speech. Yeah, <laughs> forever mine, forever thine, forever ours. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I love it. I did. I did. I did. Like, I did. You're like Sean. You're big. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want him to be big. I mean, I love big, but big. Is commit. Well, he did commit at the end, but yeah, he did. He came yeah. around. I know it's. Around. It'll be interesting to see, though. I mean, definitely one hundred percent watching it. Well, Roxy, I'm excited for this year. 2021 mm-hmm. has not started well, but um, I think that we're gonna have. I know that we're gonna have. We already have some incredible guests that are lined up for yes. this year. Very excited. Um, and then we're also gonna get more listener participation which i think is super exciting yes that'll be very exciting we need to have you guys more interactive with us so we've got some cool stuff planned yes we've got some exciting things planned so we can meet all of you not all of you (laughs) but hopefully some of you some of you meet hundreds of thousands of you um you know we'll hopefully meet some of you so we're just so grateful that you guys are listening and following along with Crazy Roxy and really normal Tamman. <laughs> Come on, girl. <laughs> like crazy Roxy and very oh, no. chill Tamman. Yeah, very chill together. Just kidding. <laughs> Normally, I would be dan- dancing on vacants now, but it's COVID, so I have nowhere to go except my own house. I'm really excited for 2021. Um, we've got some great guests, and thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment. Yes, and come back and see us because we have so much fun stuff planned for you guys. Yes, a lot of exciting, things lots happening. of exciting things. And on Instagram, we are Women on Top Official, and Women on Top Podcast on Facebook. And I am Tamin Sersok, and I am Roxy Manning, and we are Women. women. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? 
These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.